Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast. I am your host, Cody McBroom, the CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, a world-renowned online coaching company. This podcast is built to help you create a life by design. That's what the Tailored Life is. It's choosing to blaze your own path, make your own decisions, and create a life you desire. So in this podcast, you're going to learn ways to optimize your body, optimize your mind, optimize your relationships and optimize your business and career this is the podcast for personal development junkies and people who can't stop growing because they strive for more we are also going to bring on experts in every single field to teach you their own expertise so you're not only learning from me four days a week but I'm bringing other professionals in to teach you their principles too so if you love personal development and you constantly want to strive for more in life this is the podcast for you. Make sure you hit subscribe, send this to a friend that needs it, and keep listening to improve your life all around. And without any further ado, let's get into the Tailored Life Podcast. Today, I'm going to give you the ultimate book list. So we're actually going to go into uh, six categories, five, training, nutrition, mindset, productivity, business, and coaching. So six different categories. Uh, and I want to share my top reads in each. So I actually, uh, shameless plug for my newsletter, which you should definitely be a part of if you're not a part of it yet. Uh, I wrote a newsletter that went out this morning, yesterday morning as I'm recording this. So last week, as you're listening to this, uh, I wrote it this morning and, uh, I just decided to call it the ultimate book list. Right. And I, and I literally put together 30 different books that I think everybody could benefit from. Uh, and the reason I wrote this is because I get asked so many times. So uh, before I get into the the details of this podcast, make sure you check out my newsletter. So if you want things like this, like literally, I don't always do podcasts based on my newsletters. Actually, I, I very rarely ever do. Um, but I literally just sent them a list of books, every single link included, uh, just like I'm going to do in the show notes of this podcast of every book that I suggest reading. So if you're somebody who values information, you value content, um, obviously you do get the insider scoop on anything we're releasing, anything we're dropping, if there's any like promo or anything going on with the membership side or books or anything like that, they get first access to everything. So they, they're the first to know and hear about that kind of stuff. Um, but also... It's just free content. It's just good stuff. So every single day almost, uh, Monday through Friday, sometimes I'll take a day off and it'll be four days a week. But regardless, four or five times a week, you're getting an email from me uh, to teach you more about nutrition or training or mindset or give you motivation or let you fill you in on some exclusive content. It's not a salesy newsletter. So I know some of you guys subscribe to newsletters and you get pitched every single day and and I do too. And it's probably one of the most annoying things in the world. (laughs) I hate it. So I I try really hard to make sure that my newsletter is content focused first. So if you do want to get my new emails and you want to get my emails multiple times a week of just straight value and actually learn something instead of just being sold something every damn day, my email newsletter is probably the best one for you. Add to that, you're going to get an 87 page nutrition book if you sign up. So you you will get the entire Taylor Nutrition Method manual, the whole guide. Uh, it's 87 pages. It's an ebook all about nutrition that will help you a ton. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And you can get uh, the insider scoop. You can get in on the goodies. Uh, but I wrote a newsletter uh, with 30 books that I think would be recommended. And I did that because, um, and, and I want to share it on the podcast because it's the same thing. At least once every time I do a Q&A for the podcast. So anytime I release the link that says like, hey, like there's that one in the show notes of this podcast that says Ask Boom Boom. You click that link, you can ask us anything for the show. 
Um, anytime I post that publicly, uh, almost anytime I post in the Facebook group for questions and definitely at least once, if not twice, every single time I post for Instagram Q and a on my story, I just put the little Q and a box for people to ask me questions. I get at least one, if not two questions about what book to read on blank. Like what's your favorite book? Top three books, top five books, favorite business book, best book to motivate you, best book for chasing your dreams, best fitness book, program design book, nutrition book. All the time. Uh, people know I'm an avid reader. Uh, I think reading is is one of the, the best habits you can build as anybody who wants to be a better individual and just more smarter. Um, you know, in life, if there's one thing that's forever, it's knowledge. You can really never know enough. Your brain doesn't literally grow in capacity. So you can just keep filling it with more and more shit for the most part. Um, although Steven Tyler on the Joe Rogan podcast, if you don't know who that is, that is the singer of Aerosmith who has done quite a few drugs and had some party years uh, in his Woodstock days. But he told Joe that his brain doesn't have the capacity to hold any more memories. So he forgets a lot of things. And Joe kind of went on to say like, it's probably just the drugs, most likely drugs. But he said, no, no, no. I just have so many experiences and memories that my brain doesn't have the capacity to hold it, which is must have a pretty fascinating life. But uh, my point with that is, is you can keep filling your brain with more and more knowledge. You can really never know enough about any one topic. Um, and if there's anything that I get excited about personally, it's, it's about learning more about a specific thing. Uh, you know, even in my downtime, when I uh, have some alone time and, and Shannon wants to, wants to watch her show or she's with her friends and I'm like, the baby's down. It's like, all right, well, I'm just going to chill and watch Netflix. I usually put on a documentary and I try to learn about something random that I've never known before because why not? Why not know more? And, and hopefully I, I give you guys this list and you can pick something out and be like, you know what? I'm just going to dive into this. I'm going to expand my knowledge and be a better human being, better trainer, better coach, better nutritionist, better client, better uh, husband, father, wife, uh, anything, daughter, teacher, whoever you are, whatever you do, you can get better by reading. And some of these have nothing to do with fitness or nutrition. They're very general uh, you know, mindset, productivity, business, coaching, even some of those are like really helpful just to be good at connecting with people. Right. So I'm going to share these with you. Like I said, there's, there's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six categories. I could have easily just done 30 divided by five would give me six. Uh, there's six categories, five books for each category. Uh, and we're going to go one by one. And all I'm going to do is literally just tell you the book and I'm going to give you a little synopsis about it. And if you like it, you can go check it out and this can make you better. But I, at the end of the day, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I get so many questions about um, what the best books are to read if you are looking to grow that I wanted to do a podcast and, a, and, and some formal content about it. And the most important thing is remember, like, listen to the whole podcast so you can hear everything um, and then click the links in the show notes. So we're literally going to paste the links of 30 different books in the show notes and they're all going to be hyperlinked to the book on Amazon because uh, that's the easiest place for people to buy shit usually. So um, go buy some of these books. They are going to help you. I get nothing out of this. I'm not affiliated with any of the authors. I just love spreading value and these are all books that really changed my life. So we're going to start with training as the first topic and the first book and these aren't necessarily in order although this one uh, happens to be probably in the best order possible. Uh, the Muscle and Strength Pyramids Training Edition by Eric Helms. Uh, is the original author and creator of the strength pyramids, the muscle and strength pyramids. Uh, but he co-wrote co this one with Andrea Valdez, who is also on Team 3DMJ, and Andy Morgan, who owns Ripped Body. Uh, and I believe he was more of like a an editor-publisher uh, person on this. But Eric Helms is, is the one that gets the most credit for it. And the reason is because he created these videos and like 
I want to say it was 2012. It was a long time ago, but he created these videos about the muscle and strength pyramids and he did it for training and nutrition. And he kind of articulated in a pyramid fashion, like the base of the pyramid is the most important thing. That's your foundation. What is that? Then what's the next step? Then what's the next step? What's the next step, right? How do we go up this pyramid so we understand what the order of operations is of level of importance? Like how important are these different things and what what level of importance do they hold? So how much attention and priority should you place on them, right? So it's super, super valuable. And it's a really good way to take the science, understand what matters, what doesn't matter as much, uh, and what doesn't matter at all. And, and then synchronize your training to focus on the things that will give you the most bang for your buck. Um, so just to give you an idea, over the top, uh, like the, the entire pyramid uh, structure is pretty simple. Beneath the pyramid, it, it, there's like a, there's a, a principle or a philosophy or a characteristic, I would say, and that is uh, behavior change and lifestyle, right? And that's for the nutrition pyramids too. Like, the, and the reason for that is simple. Like, if you don't change your environment, change your lifestyle, change your behavior, and get consistent, because those things lead to consistency, none of this matters, right? You can flip the pyramid on its head; it doesn't matter if you're not consistent. None of it's working anyway. And then along the side of the pyramid, there's a uh, like kind of I don't know what they're called. It's kind of like a parenthesis, but it's like one of those square parentheses, like the the straight lined ones that kind of encompass everything. So it's like, okay, this whole entire pyramid, there's there's something that encompasses all of it, and that's periodization, right? Periodization, like after you go through the pyramid, you got to use periodization to kind of cover all that, right? Um, but the pyramid is pretty simple. Volume, intensity, and frequency are the first thing on the pyramid. Um, they are the things that are going to generally give you the most bang for your buck because those are the things that give you the uh, most progress. Like when we're in the gym and we are uh, training, um, we need to focus on those things more than anything in a program, right? Because if, if volume, intensity, and frequency are off, then we're going to have some issues. Now, frequency is a tool to manipulate uh, volume and intensity, really, right? But um, above adherence, we have volume, intensity, and frequency in the same category for, for the simple fact that if you are more geared towards hypertrophy, you're probably going to need to focus more on volume. If you're geared more towards strength and powerlifting, you're probably going to focus on intensity. If you're playing a sport-specific competitive sport, if you're a competitive athlete who has a sport-specific goal, you might need to work more on frequency because there's a skill component with it. So the more you do it, the better you get at it. It's not necessarily a, about being the strongest or being the biggest. So, you know, ad, again, adherence is the foundation that's kind of encompassing this whole thing. If you can't adhere to the program, then what the hell is the point of the program? You're not going to do it. Then we have volume, intensity, and frequency, which tend to be the three pillars that set the stage for, for the results you're going to see. After that, we have progression. So progression is extremely important in, in acquiring results. We all know that because if you're not progressing something, you're quite literally not getting results. But if volume, intensity, and frequency aren't in place, then you won't progress, right? So it's got to come after volume, intensity, and frequency. After progression is going to be exercise selection. It matters. It makes the program more individualized, especially if you have an injury or an imbalance or even like for, for beginners who can't necessarily feel the muscle working or, or, or have instabilities or poor motor control, motor unit recruitment, things like that, we have to focus on uh, specific exercises that are going to elicit the right change for that individual. So it is important. But at the end of the day, like if you have no issues, you're a skilled lifter, you know, like you can keep the, the exercise selection pretty damn basic. As long as volume, intensity, frequency is in check and you're progressing, you're going to see results. 
after exercise selections comes rest periods. Rest periods are not as important as most people think they are. Um, at the end of the day, for strength and hypertrophy, it actually really just doesn't matter. So it could be anywhere between you know two to four minutes, and you're going to be totally fine. You're actually probably going to be better off because if you wait a little bit longer, you're going to be fresher going back into that set, which means you're probably going to lift heavier, which means that you're going to have a higher volume. Um, conditioning, it's a different different beast. So rest periods become a little more more important and uh, crucial, I should say, with programming conditioning because the act of conditioning is, is usually interval-based, even if it's a long-duration interval, but you're doing specific things with specific intensities, uh, intervals, durations, rest periods, so on and so forth. And then last but not least, or I guess last and least, at the top of the pyramid, we have tempo. This is like negatives or pauses, things like that. Um, again, kind of like exercise selection, Tempo matters a lot for a beginner who has poor uh, control, motor control of movement patterns. So if you're doing a dumbbell press and you're shaking your arms like a, like a baby deer's legs after leg day kind of thing, you know, like those memes, we got an issue. We got to add some negatives. We got to add some pauses. We got to go lighter and control the movement so you can just understand how to move your body, right? But for the most part, like if we look at what generally gets results for body composition changes or maximal strength, Tempo really doesn't do anything. In fact, it actually lowers your ability to produce volume and intensity because you accumulate more fatigue quickly without accumulating enough volume. So yes, sometimes it can increase mechanical tension and metabolite accumulation, which are two things that help hypertrophy, but it's not going to be that important at the end of the day. So so to encompass this again, the Muscle and Strength Pyramids, uh, the training edition is a foundational book that covers the pyramid, adherence, volume, intensity, and frequency, progression, exercise selection, rest periods, and tempo uh, in that order of importance. And all encompassing is periodization. So putting periodization is the act of putting all that together and, and laying it out over a month, year, quarter, however long to make sure that it's, it's done properly and effectively over time. And you can continue doing it more than anything, right? Um, now, what else does the muscle and strength pyramids give you? The muscle and strength pyramids give you like, really, it's like a chapter on each one of those categories, but it's teaching you and giving you the science of them all. What does the research say? What's the application on it? How do you coach these things? What are some examples of it? So I think even if you disagree with the pyramid, even if you're like, you know what, I think exercise selection is more important than progression because you can't progress if you don't choose the right exercises and if you're not executing it properly, blah, 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 blah. I think tempo is more important because you can't even start to accumulate volume if you don't use tempo to acquire the skill that it takes to lift. Like, whatever, okay? You can have your opinion on the pyramid, but at the end of the day, this is probably one of the best training books that deep dives into all these categories and teaches you about them. So if you take out the order of importance and take your biasy out of it, you're at least learning a deep dive of each of these topics. And at the end of the day, those are really the only topics we need to know about in depth to program effectively. Now, I would also say there's there's a value in the art of coaching and having fun and things like that, which I'll get to in a sec. But um, from a general programming, from a scientific programming perspective, you know, volume, intensity, frequency, progression, exercise selection, uh, rest periods and tempos, you're going to have your bases covered. And then you focus on some periodization and boom, you have it all. Um, so that's book number one that you should be reading, Muscle and Strength Pyramids Training Edition by Eric Helms. Number two is The Maximum Muscle Bible by Christian Thibodeau and Paul Carter. Um, really, really good book uh, to spice things up and make it fun, right? There is some science in there, but more than anything, I think this is one of those ones that allows you to get more creative with your programming. There is more set and rep programming schemes 
as examples in this book than any other book I think that exists, right? So it goes beyond the basics of periodization or the basics of strength training or movement quality and patterns like, yes, push, pull, hip hinge, knee dominant squat, you know? So if you go push, pull, hip hinge, squat, you basically cover your, your movement patterns. You add a lunge and a carry, you're like overachiever. That's great. But this book goes beyond that. And it talks about drop sets, cluster sets, myo reps, pyramid schemes, how to program those things, how to make things challenging and fun. What is the EDT? When is that effective? Um, really, really cool book for anybody who is creating their own programming or programming for clients that really works with real people. Because again, if we go back to, to that last one, the muscle and strength pyramids, you know, adherence is a really important thing. And one thing that that book doesn't talk about is, is how do we make different individuals adhere over the long haul? Well, the most important thing is enjoyment, right? If you don't enjoy your program, you're probably not going to adhere very well, right? So you have to be having fun, which means you need to challenge yourself. You need to be changing things up uh, in a structured and intelligent manner. You, you need to be able to do that. And the Maximum Muscle Bible by Christian Thibodeau and Paul Carter does that. It really does help kind of open your mind to new sets and rep schemes, new program design, creative things um, that really help you excel as a trainer that is fun to work with. So really good book, highly recommended. Number three is The Science and Development of Muscle Hypertrophy by Dr. Brad Schoenfeld. This is like super deep dive science. So if you're a geek, if you're a nerd, or you want to try to best understand what science says about building muscle, this is the book for you. Brad Schoenfeld is probably the leading expert on, actually he is the leading expert on muscle hypertrophy research because he's probably done, actually I'm pretty sure he has done more research studies. Uh, he's conducted more studies on muscle hypertrophy than any other one person in the entire world. And I'm not exaggerating, like literally in the entire world. So he's the man to go to when it comes to the science of muscle hypertrophy. Um, and this book kind of breaks it all down, you know it's titled perfectly, The Science and Development of Muscle Hypertrophy. So you're really going to learn what's going on inside the muscle. You're going to go learn more about muscle fibers, motor units, central nervous system's effect, hormonal effects, nutrition's effects on, on muscle hypertrophy, training's effect, volume, intensity, like all these different things, growth factors. It really, really goes into science every, from every aspect of what causes a muscle to grow. Um, and even if you're somebody who generally just wants to be lean and look quote unquote tone, maybe fat loss is more your goal. This is still going to be important for you because uh, whether you believe it or not, if your goal is fat loss, your goal inside the gym is hypertrophy, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't want to be big, but you want to be super lean, then you need to train to get big because you're not going to get big if you're dieting to get lean. But if you want that lean look, the athletic look, that quote unquote tone look for the ladies out there, 100%, you need to be training for hypertrophy. So this is a really good book, especially for the coaches that need to know a little bit more deep science. Uh, number four, we have the scientific principles of strength training. Definitely takes the science into consideration, right? And that's, I mean, hence the title, scientific principles. But um, it's not a super geeky science textbook. It's it's a really good book. It's it's written by uh, Chad Wesley Smith, and I believe co-authored by Doctor uh, Mike Isratel. Uh, it's it's by the Juggernaut guys. The book is from Juggernaut, and uh, it's a really good book for just strength training. Like if you're a power lifter, if you want to get strong, if you just want to know the basics of training in general, uh, strength training in general, this is a great book for you to cover like what are the, the, it's not even like the, I mean, it is the principles, but I look at it like the rules, you know, what are the rules specificity, for example, that's a rule, 
you need to train specifically for what you are after, right? So there's, there's obviously, I believe there's seven scientific principles, seven rules of, of strength training. And this book kind of covers them and it does use science to back up what they're talking about. But more than that, it uses real world experience because the guys that write the book are, are world-class strength coaches that have worked with pro athletes from many, many sports. Um, really, really good book for anybody who wants to understand strength training on, on a more advanced level. Uh, number five, the last one for the training section is Ultimate MMA Conditioning by Joel Jameson. Uh, even if you're not into fighting, which for example, I'm not, I have done a little bit of mixed martial arts myself and I've worked with some mixed martial arts people over the years from a nutrition perspective, but I'm not necessarily heavy into mixed martial arts training, mixed martial arts sport, um, as far as like watching, you know, uh, but this book dives into the science of energy systems better than any other book. It's the most easy to follow that's not a textbook. Usually, if you want to know about the aerobic system, the oxidative system, the alactic system, the glycolytic system, uh, the creatine phosphate system, ATP, like all these different energy systems that allow us to train and be conditioned and work hard aerobically and anaerobically uh, and recover and use energy for fuel and things like that, like you need to get a textbook. I mean, uh, I'm looking at one right now. It's called Sports Nutrition. That's a good example of one. There's also one that is uh, um, exercise, uh, exercise Physiology, or no. I'm trying to think of what the book is called. I always butcher this title because it's a really complicated name, but it's like Exercise Physiology of Sport Metabolism or something like that. But it's a really thick, dry textbook. I mean, it's a college textbook. Uh, so usually you have to read stuff like that to dive deep. Um, but I chose the Ultimate MMA Conditioning uh, as, as a book to, to recommend because it's a little bit easier to read. It's not as big. And it cuts out all the stuff that like, yeah, you need to know to pass the test in school, but it's not going to be necessarily applicable to training. So Joel Jameson is one of the top conditioning experts that trains the top MMA fighters in the world, um, but he uses it as a way to teach people how to better condition. So he does talk about fighters as examples in there, but really it's for anybody who wants to know about more about conditioning in the aerobic system, which is unbelievably important and unbelievably underrated inside the training world. You know, most people just focus on strength training and even myself, that's the biggest focus and it should be, but you can't neglect the aerobic system. So ultimate MMA conditioning does a great job of kind of breaking that down in a simple manner for you. All right, those are the five training ones. We had Muscle and Strength Pyramids Training Edition, Maximum Muscle Bible, The Science and Development of Muscle Hypertrophy, Scientific Principles of Strength Training, and Ultimate MMA Conditioning. Uh, and now we have nutrition. So we're going to dive into nutrition. And the first one, by no surprise, is Muscle and Strength Pyramids Nutrition Edition. And, and the reason I put these on first is, is it was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, I think every coach should have a hard copy of both of those books, the Muscle and Strength Pyramids Training and the Muscle and Strength Pyramids Nutrition, just sitting on the desk. I keep one next to my desk at all times because it's it's really just like the the ultimate encyclopedia of like what you can look at, right? It's like the ultimate reference point. But essentially, it, it categorizes the order of importance of all these things that that truly the the most frequently used things or, or topics considered when coaching somebody. So it's really, really important to have these. Um, and it's very similar to the last one. I said behavior and lifestyle was underneath. The training one, truthfully, was adherence underneath, which I think better describes training because adherence to training is really, it's having fun, it's being challenged, it's staying, staying with it. Um, and beneath uh, the nutrition pyramid it is behavior and lifestyle. And a lot of that is because of how you, uh, you know, 
what diet you follow, what kind of food you eat, where you're, who, who, where, and what you are surrounded by. What is your environment? Because your environment often dictates your ability to adhere to your diet. So behavior and lifestyle is, is, is kind of encompassing this whole pyramid. And the first thing is energy balance. Like we all know this one, right? Calories matter most. Um, but they're not the only thing that matters, right? They just matter more than most things because if your calories aren't in check, you are not going to lose weight. You're not going to see body composition changes. So the first thing is energy balance. After energy balance goes into macros, which I always look at as macros are the tool to individualize those calories and that energy balance. So after energy balance comes macros. Then we have micronutrients, which can be vitamins and minerals. And this one kind of goes up for debate. Like how can vitamins and minerals be above or less important than macronutrients. And at the end of the day, like the muscle and strength pyramids are for muscle and strength, not for health. So when we consider muscle and strength, macros are much more important. They provide your energy. They provide your recovery. They provide the building blocks to build muscle. They do most of the work. They, they pr- support most of your hormonal needs, your central nervous system needs, even your brain's fuel. You know, it's primarily glucose. So you know, vitamins and minerals and stuff is very important, but not nearly as important as macronutrients when it comes to moving the needle in any type of uh, performance-based endeavor. Uh, so micronutrients come next, then nutrient timing. So how are you se- separating those meals, um, which definitely is less important because at the end of the day, you can eat as many meals as you want or as little meals as you want. If your calories are in check, you're going to be okay. I think there's special scenarios where nutrient timing becomes a little bit more important than being fourth in line. And that's going to be for a competitive athlete, it's going to be somebody with high stress or hormonal issues. It's going to be somebody uh, who can only adhere to, like imagine the person that can't adhere to their caloric intake if they are eating uh, three meals a day. But if you switch it up to four meals a day, it's a lot less stressful to prep for them because that fits their schedule. Now they can adhere to their calories. So it's something to consider. But um, nutrient timing's there. And then the last one, uh, by no surprise, is supplements. They definitely do the least. But again, uh, the Muscle and Strength Pyramids Nutrition Edition is is a really good book to help uh, essentially just facilitate proper understanding of what matters most inside, most inside the uh, coaching world and coaching setting, coaching relationship with the client, and then also uh, for each individual how your body is going to change and adapt from a uh, from a body composition, aesthetic, and a performance perspective. Next, number two, we have Fat Loss Forever by Lane Norton. Uh, this is a really good book, very similar to Muscle and Strength Pyramids. It kind of touches on a little bit of everything, um, not necessarily in an order of importance, but they do a really good job of, of touching again on calories, macros, micros, nutrient time, all these different topics, but they also dive a little bit deeper into special scenarios. So PCOS, hormones, issues, um, reverse dieting, uh, they talk a lot about the metabolic demand. So the reason it's called Fat Loss Forever is because we see all these people and there's this crazy rate of weight gain, right? Weight regain. So people diet, they fall off, they start eating again, they regain the weight and they're confused as to why and, and what's going on with their body and why does it get harder and harder over time to lose weight. That's actually one of the reasons why like when you're becoming a coach, if you haven't read this, it's a, it's a required reading. Um, we, have a, <laughs> we have a lot of required readings to become a coach. So when somebody's doing an internship with us, they read a lot of books before they actually get started, which is a good thing. But um, Fat Loss Forever talks about how do we have fat loss forever, right? How do we make it so that we're not doing this uh, damage? I, I hate to say the word damage, but how, how we're not giving our metabolism this run for its money and doing things the wrong way that are negatively impacting metabolism, making it harder and harder over time. Um, so again, it touches on a lot of the same things as the, as the muscle and strength pyramids, but it articulates it in its own way because it's written by a different expert in the field, um, another PhD, but also it, it kind of takes the lens of 
metabolic adaptation in mind and reverse dieting. Um, it also talks about keto and carnivore, intermittent fasting, all those different kind of fad diets that, that pop up every once in a while. Um, but Fat Loss Forever, Lane Norton's a great book. Number three is Deep Nutrition. Deep Nutrition isn't one that's necessarily going to teach you a ton inside the coaching setting. There's not a lot of uh, strategic and tactical um, items that you take away from it and immediately apply, but it teaches you a lot about the roots of nutrition. I mean, it, there's there's an entire section, one of the most interesting sections, is going back to uh, ancient Native American times and looking at their diet. So what did, uh, I mean, for example, one of the crazy things that they did is they would actually, they would kill a bison or something um, for food, right? But what they would do is they would also take its intestines um, and they would time off and seal them because the grass, because the bison and, and those animals were, were mainly uh, plant eaters, that those the, the plants and the grass and the sticks and the brush and all those things would actually ferment because it was sitting in the intestines. So what they would do is they would take the intestines, the stomach, all those things where this fermented plant was sitting um, and they would extract the fermented plant and use it as a probiotic, which we know fermented food like kombucha and uh, um, sauerkraut and all these different foods and kimchi, it's all fermented, right? And that's a natural probiotic. So uh, really, really cool, interesting stuff. So if you're, I think if you're a nutritionist, it, it's good to know the history and the roots of nutrition. And it's good to go a little bit deeper into it and learn more about even like prenatal care. Like what do you do when somebody gets pregnant? What do you do when they're, they're done delivering? What do you do when they're currently pregnant? pre-pregnancy to try to get pregnant, so on and so forth. Um, a lot more talk on vitamins and minerals and things like that, but I think it's useful information and it's an interesting book. Number four, Wired to Eat. Uh, it was a tie between this and Hungry Brain because both of them talk a lot about very similar things. I just think Wired to Eat had a better author. Um, nothing against the guy who wrote Hungry Brain. We actually interviewed him on the podcast. He's from Washington. He's a great guy. Uh, but Rob Wolf does a good job, who's the author of Wired to Eat, of just making it really easy to read. It's a, it's an easy read. It's very, it, it's written in a way that's easy to stay engaged. But it talks about why, as a society, we are wired to eat. Why are we wired to want more food? Why are we addicted to sugar? Why are we addicted to calories? Why do we eat so easily go into a surplus and overeat and gain fat? Um, what nutrients are causing this, what mindsets are causing this, so on and so forth. So it's a really good book. It definitely has a paleo influence to it. But again, if you're a nutritionist or you're somebody who really wants to dive into nutrition, read about paleo and, and take an unbiased uh, opinion from it. And, and there's a lot of facts in the book that have nothing to do with paleo. Um, it's just that the author supported paleo at the time. I, I don't know if he still does. I think he does. He's one of the original paleo guys. But Wired to Eat by Rob Wolf is a fantastic book, especially to dive into the psychology behind why we crave food. And then last but not least, number five, complete The Complete Reverse Dieting Guide by Lane Norton um, and Holly Baxter. They co-authored that. It, it, it's kind of like the section of reverse dieting and metabolic adaptation inside of Fat Loss Forever on steroids. They basically took that and they were like, let's expand this and dive deeper and write a whole book about it. Um, so that that's a really, really good one for anybody who is going through a reverse Um any coach, I think it's mandatory that you learn about reverse dieting because you're probably going to have to do it with somebody at some point, whether you do it after your client's done losing fat. Um, I hope because back in the day, people would just help you lose fat and they would bounce. They never took people through reverse dieting. And then people would gain weight again. So hopefully you're taking somebody through that afterwards or um, maybe they start and you're like, you're not ready to diet yet, right? We got to take you through a reverse diet before we even get started. So um, that's a really good one for those people. Um, and I think it's a good one for if you're a client of ours listening, if you're a client of somebody else's and you're struggling with going through the reverse diet process, right? Like you're struggling with eating more food and seeing the scale go up a little bit, which is normal. This is a good book for you because it's going to teach you why that's normal, what to expect, 
so on and so forth. All right, mindset. Mindset is the next category. So just to recap the nutrition, we had muscle and strength pyramids, nutrition edition, fat loss forever, deep nutrition, wire to eat, the complete reverse dieting guide. Mindset. Number one is Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Really, really good book. Um, Ryan Holiday is one of my favorite authors. I've read so many of his books. He's just a phenomenal author. He really keeps you engaged. So for, for no other reason, you'll you'll stay engaged. But the reason I really like um, Ryan uh, Holiday more than anybody as an author, he's probably he's literally my favorite author, is because he takes history. He, he's, a, he's a stoic in nature. He's a modern-day stoic in a way. And he takes history and he takes historical figures and he uses their story and their past experiences and the legends of these individuals um, through Roman and Greek uh, history to sport history uh, to bands and singers and celebrities. Anybody over time who is, who is quote unquote famous for whatever reason, whether that's for a movie or a band or a sport or just because they were a thought leader and a philosopher in, in time. He takes their stories and he articulates the lessons behind it, which I think is such an easy way to learn. You hear a story about an individual and somebody extracts the lesson for you to take from it. Really, really easy way to uh, attach yourself to that lesson and actually like apply and, and keep that lesson with you long term. So phenomenal way to learn, but he does a really good job of that. And Obstacle is the Way is a collection of stories about people over time who had to go right through the wall to get to the other side. So quite literally... The obstacle is a way, and I think this applies to a lot of people because a lot of times there is something on the other side of this wall or this obstacle that you really desire, whether it's success, whether it's uh, happiness, whether it's a a body composition result, whatever it is, and, and there's an obstacle in front of you, but the way to the end result is not going around the obstacle. The obstacle is the way. You have to go into it. You have to go right through it, and he gives a lot of great stories and parables about that and then teaches you how to do that. Um, in fact, the Patriots read this on the bus. The team was forced to read this on the bus on the way to the Super Bowl, which they won. Um, so really cool. It's probably an honor for him to have the Super Bowl champs reading this, but uh, on the way to their big game. Uh, number two is Ego is the Enemy, again, by Ryan Holiday, which is actually in the sequel, uh, the trilogy of those books. So there's Obstacles the Way, Ego is the Enemy, and Stillness is the Key. All fantastic books. I've read them all, but Ego is the Enemy and Obstacles the Way are my two favorites. I would say Ego is the Enemy is probably my top of the three, just for me personally. Um, but again, it uses historical figures over time, famous athletes, famous actors, front, front men of uh, like world-famous bands. It takes people, influential figures in history like Malcolm X and um, Jackie Robinson and Martin Luther King and, and Bruce Lee and people like that, and it tells these stories about them. Nelson Mandela, that's a really cool section of the book, but how they have to let go of the ego to overcome the obstacle and succeed in their endeavor, right? So the ego is the enemy. It's it's the process of removing your ego in order to move forward in life. Really, really good book. Number three on mindset is Alchemist. Uh, the Alchemist is a, tor- a story. It's by Paulo Coelho, and it is a story about a young boy traveling to Egypt, to find his dream. So it talks about chasing his personal legend. And I always resonated with this because he sees these omens along his journey and he has these signs that basically tell him to trust his heart, you know, or trust your gut, follow your heart kind of thing, right? Like just keep moving forward. If you believe that this is the path, it is the path and just keep going, keep going, keep going. And you see these omens that keep kind of nudging you, even though it's starting to feel uncomfortable, you get these omens that saying, yep, you're doing the right thing. Keep walking, keep moving and he keeps traveling until he finds 
the treasure uh, and his personal legend. He falls in love. It's a, it's a really, really cool book. Um, I've actually read it at least five times. It's unbelievable. It's probably the first book that nudged me to be an entrepreneur um, because it just, it, it allowed me to get clarity on what I actually wanted. Like I always knew that I was going to do my own thing and, and create something much bigger than me and acquire a team of badasses to do it with me. Like I always knew in my heart, but I didn't trust myself to do it until I read this book. And that's when I started actually taking action on things. So really, really good book. Um, number four is extreme ownership. Extreme ownership is by Jocko Willink, who is a ex Navy seal fucking badass. I don't know what you would call him. He's like probably the most badass dude I've ever encountered through afar. Like I've never met him obviously, but just absorbing content from him. He's just insane. Um, from a mental perspective, a business perspective, like, I mean, he's just literally the most resilient human being I've ever met or ever learned from. Um, but extreme ownership, again, using stories to teach lessons, which I think is the best way to learn. He takes stories from his Navy SEAL days, like literally stories of him in war, in combat, going through battles, going through missions that are just honestly insane reading about like so much. You can't even fathom or process or understand what he was going through and what he was doing and able to accomplish as a a leader in the Navy SEALs. Um, and then he, like each, each chapter is broken into two sections. So he has this, this story about a mission and then he has the lessons that you can apply to business or life. Really, really cool book. Um, really engaging because the stories about his war days are just insane. Um, and number five is the dream giver. The last book on the mindset category is the dream giver. The dream giver is essentially about, about people in your life. They call them dream blockers in the book about people in your life, things in your life, places in your life, obstacles in your life that try to stop you from chasing your dream or fulfilling your dream. And they are things that get in the way and they try to negatively impact you. They try to stop you. They try to talk you out of it. They try to worry you. They, they create anxiety. And we're all going to have those things. But most importantly is how do we ignore them or work past them, right? And the Dream Giver is a, is a story about a, uh, a place called Dreamville. So the, the people in it aren't even really human beings. They're like these little figures. Um, and, and like the main character's name is Ordinary, Right. And so ordinary is trying to travel to Dreamville. And yeah, it's like it's kind of funny when you hear about it. But man, you, you read the book and you start like thinking of people in your life and situations in your life. You're like, oh, shit, that's that person or that's that thing that always creeps up and tries to stop me. Um, and you're ordinary. You're the ordinary individual who who uh, who wants more, who wants to go to Dreamville and wants to accomplish more. So it's really, really applicable to the average person. Um one I didn't put on this list that I just got to throw out there, I'm not going to dive deep into it, but is The Big Leap. If, if, if I had to add a six, I would definitely put The Big Leap. That changed my life. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. I want to say it's uh, uh, Gary something. I can't remember his name, but really, really good book. Uh, it, it's called The Big Leap. The cover is, it's a blue book, and the cover is a, a, a goldfish jumping out of a fishbowl. Um, but it basically talks about self-sabotage and how you self-sabotage yourself and how you have a limiting belief. So you limit your own capacity or your own growth potential yourself, not other people, but yourself. And it's all in your mind. And so it, it really kind of breaks down this process of, of self-sabotage and these self-limiting beliefs and allows you to break through it. And then you start, if you read it, I read it a couple of times and you get to a point where you start recognizing the habits, traits, and actions you do or things you do that, that are self-limiting and create these self-sabotaging habits. So you start to do these things and you can kind of stop and go, oh shit, I'm doing it again. 
I'm creating these self-limiting beliefs. I'm creating this wall that I'm not going to be able to break through um, and it allows you to leap through that. So a really good book that I'll add in there. So to summarize the mindset category, we have obstacles, the way, ego is the enemy, the alchemist, extreme ownership, the dream, and the dream giver. And then an extra was the big leap. Productivity. Uh, number one, Deep Work. Deep Work is a really cool book. I, th- I believe it's by Cal Newport. Um, and it essentially dives into deep work. Like how do you sit down and really create? And uh, a big takeaway from the book is uh, you isolate yourself. <laughs> it talks about like... Uh, uh, not Gerald Tolkien. I can't remember the the person that, I think Gerald Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings. So whoever wrote um, Harry Potter, but he talks about them. They had this specific hotel in this like castle in either Ireland or Scotland. And they would literally like, basically they would go there. They'd leave their family, leave their phone. They would go there for like a week and lock themselves in and not leave and just, just write <laughs> for days. So, but it talks about a lot of these scenarios, how isolation and, and getting yourself in a position where you can be ultimately focused and not distracted by the people around you, not distracted by social media, your phone, other work things, again, other people, all these kind of things, being in an environment that works for you. How do you discover that atmosphere and get into that flow state? Deep Work talks a lot about that. Um, it really, really helped me with my productivity and, and learning how to isolate myself when I needed to in order to create the best environment for me to create. So... Deep Work is a really good one by Cal Newport. Number two is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Atomic Habits just teaches you how to make habits. Like, I mean, it sounds simple, uh, but the way he goes about practically applying this and, and developing new habits in your life is just insane. It's such a powerful book. It talks about uh, habit stacking, habit tracking, how to decide what habits to create, how those habits influence other things, how to use these principles of habit tracking and stacking to do other things in your life. Phenomenal book. Cannot recommend it enough to really anybody, anybody who wants to not only be more productive, but like be just a better person, be smarter, be more fit, be more healthy, be more present, like anything. Do for more for more people. Atomic Habits is unbelievable. Number three is the leader uh, you want to be. The leader you want to be, I'm actually not even done with this. I'm reading it right now. Um, and it is more geared towards anybody who has a leadership position. So whether you're a manager or a team leader or you're an entrepreneur or you're a coach, but as I was reading through it, it really kind of just, it it dissects the two personalities you have, right? You have person A and person B. Person A is somebody who ultimately is working in the right way is working hard, working smart, getting things done properly. And it's not stressed, not overworked, not burnt out, not irritable. And person B is rushed, is chaotic, doesn't have enough time in the day, isn't very positive, sees the glass half empty instead of half full, so on and so forth. And it's, and it's this thing uh, of, of splitting yourself and going, okay, I get into this person B, which is who I don't want to be when XYZ happens in my life or when I do XYZ. And I get to become person A, which is who I always want to be when I do XYZ, set myself up this way. So it's a really, really good book that's called The Leader You Want to Be. And it's written by Amy something. I cannot remember her last name, but Amy something, the leader you want to be. Number four is High Performance Habits, and that's by Brendan Burchard. Um, this is a really cool book because it basically takes all the interviews he has done over the years with CEOs, celebrities, thought leaders, uh, creators, and really figuring out like how do you perform at a high level? Athletes, like all these people who are super successful, including himself, and then deciding how do you perform at your highest ability 
Like, how do you create high-performing habits? How do you get yourself in a state where every single day you are performing at your highest ability and you are doing the habits that get you there? Um, really good book. Number five, I put into two category, uh, two books in one category, um, and that's Turning Pro and War of Art, and they're both by Stephen Pressfield. Um, they, the reason I did that is because they're, they're kind of a combo. If you're going to get one, get the other. They're very short books. Uh, they're very easy reads because each page is basically a new thought or new idea or new lesson. And uh, they, they're a sequel. They're, they go together. But Turning Pro and War of Art is pretty simple. War of Art is going to teach you how to be creative and not get writer's block, not get stuck, and not like like basically how do you push into resistance and keep getting shit done. And then Turning Pro is essentially about uh, Turning Pro. It's like how do you figure out what you're here to do and then become your absolute best version of it. All right, so productivity. We had Deep Work, Atomic Habits, The Leader You Want to Be, High Performance Habits, and Turning Pro and War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Now we have business. Um, business was a cool one, and there's so many books I could put here. I take a drink real quick. There's so many books I could put here, but the problem is, is you know, if somebody comes to me and they say, "Hey, I run an online business and I struggle with marketing," I'm going to recommend specific books. If somebody says, "Hey, I run a coaching business and I struggle with getting clients to adhere." Or I struggle with teaching my coaches blank or getting my coaches to be structured or systemized or organized, whatever it is, management. It's different. So this is very broad. This is general, just like books I think are really important. Um, uh, and I can already think of one that I should have put on here that I didn't. But um, number one is Perennial Seller. Perennial Seller is by Ryan Holiday. It's a phenomenal book about what makes things sell and continue to sell and sell and sell? Like, like we all know Star Wars is fucking amazing. Like, it's the best, one of the best movies of all time. Um, and even if you don't like Star Wars, you can recognize that it's one of the best movies of all time because it's so fucking popular. But sitting back, why? Like, why is it so popular? Why do, why do 14-year-olds today still want to watch the original Star Wars, which when you watch at it, watch it, like, the 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 is it called CGI or whatever like it's just horrible like it like nowadays things are so much higher quality but there's this nostalgic classic feel and love we have for Star Wars um, and it's not because of the story completely but there's many elements about Star Wars and why it's the most uh, successful and financially profitable uh, franchise and trilogy of all time literally. Um, what makes that happen, right? What makes that a perennial seller? Iron Maiden is a band that is one of the most successful bands of all time, yet they've never really been on the top of the charts of the Billboard or anything. Why is that? Because they're a perennial seller. There's something about them that connects with people, right? Um, there's a lot of different artists, authors, bands, movies, books, things like that, that become perennial sellers. And he really dissects how they become that and then teaches you how to do it. So it's a really, really cool book. Um, number two is uh, Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel is pretty specifically for entrepreneurs and, and people who own businesses, but it's really cool because it really teaches you how to split up your business into two types of people, visionaries and integrators. And every business has visionaries and every business has integrators. For example, in, in our business, I am the visionary. Like I create the vision, I create the path. I am ultimately the one that is really... Uh, deciding what's going to move the needle forward. I'm the one that's really deciding how we need to go about things, what projects need to be created, uh, what direction our coaching is going to go, so on and so forth. Um, but 
there's also integrators that need to be within my company in order to help me facilitate those changes, right? If I come up with the best idea ever and I have the grandest vision, cool, who's going to help me make a reality, right? So the, every business has to have integrators as well. Um, and this book shows you who, who are the visionaries, who are the integrators, how do you dissect those, what they need to do. Can't remember the author of that one, but it's the only book called Rocket Fuel. E-Myth. Can't remember the author of that one either, but it's the only, there's a lot of variations of the E-Myth. So the original E-Myth is the one I'm talking about. Um, and E-Myth is essentially about, it's the entrepreneurial myth. So it talks a lot about, uh, I call the the business family tree. So kind of piggybacking off of rocket fuel, like where are you within the business? Who do you, who needs to do what? What roles do who what people play, what assignments do what people have, what direction do what people take it, how do you organize that system, how do you create this family tree and operate a business from that perspective. So for any business owners out there who run a business and who are going to start a team, the e-myth is so unbelievably important to read because you read it and you're like, I'm playing too many roles, I need to figure this out. Um, It was a game changer for me to read, so the e-myth is amazing. Number four, the leader who had no title. This isn't necessarily about business. It's more about being a leader and, and running a business with integrity. It's about being the individual that people look up to and people want to follow. People want to be led by this type of person. And that person doesn't necessarily give a shit about the title. They just care about doing the right thing, leading the people the right way, and, and growing this to impact people. And that's the leader who had no title that people want to be led by. Um, it's a story. So it's a fictional story that provides so many fucking lessons. I love that book. I've read it numerous times. Again, it's another book that everybody on my team has to read. Um, and the last one, which is, again, another book that my team has to read, The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver is a story based on true events that just talks about being a go-giver giving more without expecting anything in return and how that actually influentially changes your business and your brand and, and how things operate and how things happen, right? So uh, the go-giver is so phenomenal. It'll change the way you operate in life. Um, and if I had to add a sixth one, I would say uh, building a story brand um, to piggyback off that whole Star Wars theme. It talks a lot about Star Wars and how to build a story brand. Like how do, how do we build this brand that has a story behind it, which gives us meaning? Um, such a good book. That really, really helped me a lot to create my vision of what I want this company to be. But uh, building a story brand is great. So for business, perennial seller, rocket fuel, e-myth, the leader who had no title, the go-giver, and for a bonus, the story branding book. Woo. <clears throat> I'm getting cotton mouth because we got so many books. Be completely transparent with you guys. This was supposed to be a 20-minute podcast because I was like, oh, I'll just fly through these and tell them about these books. And as I look at this clock, we're at 48 and a half minutes. Obviously, it wasn't going to be a 20-minute podcast because I have a lot to say about all these books. But we're on the last section. So so hang tight with me. We're almost done. The last section is coaching. Um, in, in this one, I, I wanted to put as a separate from training and nutrition because training and nutrition are one thing. Coaching is a completely different thing. You can understand training and nutrition really, really freaking well. You can have a, a PhD in exercise science but be a horrible coach. Why? Because the art of coaching is something different, right? So my number one favorite book on this one that I put, um, and it's not necessarily the, the best of all of them, but I think it's the most applicable for most people listening to this um, who want to be coaches, who are coaches, who want to be coached because it can teach you what to look for, is Changemaker by John Berardi. Phenomenal book. John Berardi created and ran one of the biggest uh, nutrition coaching companies and certification courses in the world, Precision Nutrition. It's, it's a massive company. Um, they work with a very specific audience, uh, and then they certify coaches to work with people and 
they're, I mean, they are change makers. They are game changers. They are people who innovated and, and really kind of carved their own path. They blazed their own path in the industry. Um, he was one of the original online coaches. I mean, he was doing it before anybody was doing it. He later sold the company for multiple millions. Um, I'm really hoping to get him on the podcast soon because he's just such a wealth of knowledge in all areas of life. But change maker is kind of his life's work in a book. Honestly, it, it kind of tells a story and he tells all the reasons why he believes that precision nutrition was, was so successful on so many fronts. So, uh, change maker by John Brady is, is an amazing book. Highly recommended. Number two is conscious coaching by Brett Bartholomew. I recently had him on the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and check it out. Um, but it, it really, really teaches you how to relate, how to connect, how to communicate, how to lead your clients. Um, how to connect with them on a deeper level than just telling them what to do in the gym and how to really lead them in life, how to coach them, how to get respect from them, how to uh, have authority but not be a dickhead over them, right? Like, it's a really, really good book that teaches you a lot about, I mean, his company is called The Art of Coaching, so I think it, it, that kind of says it all. That's what this book is about. It's about the art of, art of coaching, and conscious coaching is, is his way of telling that story. Crucial Conversations, uh, cannot for the life of me remember who that's by. It's a red book, but Crucial Conversations is phenomenal. It, it's not only going to teach you how to coach better because it teaches you how to have crucial conversations, how to have the conversations that you might be uncomfortable to have, how, how to have the conversations that you don't necessarily want to have, but you know you need to have. Um, it's a really, really phenomenal book that teaches you how to talk to people properly. Uh, but... Um, Crucial Conversations is going to help you lead your team better. It's going to help you uh, with your marriage. It's going to help you teach your kids. If you're a teacher, it, like you talk to your parents, <laughs> like literally everything. Uh, it teaches you how to have hard conversations with people you love and care about. The conversations you know you, you don't want to have, but you know you need to have, um, whether they're your clients or your family. So really good book that makes you a better human being. Tribes is by Seth Godin. I don't know if it's Seth Godin or Godin, but um, he's a phenomenal author. I don't know if he's ever written a book that, that I didn't like, um, but Tribes is about creating a community. It's about having raving fans. It's about creating a feel and an atmosphere and environment within your business or your team or your or your whatever you're building and letting people feel it, you know, like letting people really want to be a part of it. It's about creating a tribe. Like how do you create a tribe? And that's what it's all about. Um, so tribes by Seth Godin is an amazing book. And then last but not least, how to win friends and influence people. I can't remember the author of that book either. Um, I'm struggling to remember these authors. In fact, I'm just going to pull up my audible so I can see. Um, uh, so rocket fuel was by Gino Wickman and Mark C. Winters. Um, where is yep deep work was Cal Newport I knew that Seth Godin his tribes uh crucial conversations is Carrie Patterson and then how to win friends and influence people that's right it's Dale Carnegie I shouldn't know that um great book uh but how to win friends and influence people is I mean it's a classic book I think it was made in like the 50s it's it's been around a while and it's stood the test of time and it's and it's uh it's essentially I mean, the title says it's all how to win friends and influence people. It's, it's really how to, how to make people like you. And, and as, as crazy as it sounds, it's not just a marketing tactic. You know, it's, you know, if you love somebody, and this is where I go back to the, the idea of like, you actually should give a shit what people think. Like a lot of people say, oh, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks of me. I get that. Like you shouldn't care what random people on Instagram who you have no idea are and you're never going to meet. You shouldn't care what they think really. But your family, your friends, your loved ones, like you should absolutely care what they think. Your coworkers, you should absolutely care what they think. Because if you like them and you want to positively influence them, 
they need to like you and you should care about their opinions of you. So how to win friends and influence people kind of teach you how to do that. Like how to, how to make people like you, right? And that's obviously going to help yourselves, but it's also going to help your family, your friends, your loved ones, all the people you care about, your coworkers. It's going to help you connect and communicate with them better and make all of your lives more effective and impactful. Um, and it's also going to help you communicate effectively to your clients because it's going to teach you how to effectively connect and communicate with them. Or if you're a client reading it, it's going to teach you how to properly talk to your coach to get the most out of them. Um, so that last section we just went over, uh, coaching was change maker by John Brardy, conscious coaching by Brett Bartholomew, crucial conversations by Carrie Patterson tribes by Seth Godin and how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Whoa, that was longer than I expected, guys. That's 30 books on training, nutrition, mindset, productivity, business, and coaching. All the books that I think you should go get right now and read. All the links in the show notes are Amazon links. So click those, grab the book, start reading, um, and you can revisit this. You know, um, If you want like a PDF form of this, because I do have that, um, of this list, just shoot me an email, Cody at tailoredcoachingmethod.com. Uh, put subject line, put podcast book list so I just know and I can just quickly respond to you and give you that list. That way you can save the list instead of having to search for this podcast every time you want to start a new book. Um, who knows? Maybe you're a bookworm and you're literally going to go order 30 books. That would be dope. But if you're not and you want the PDF so you can re- refer back to it and just kind of click the links and go, totally fine too. Just shoot me an email with the subject line podcast book list and I will send it right to you so you have that. Otherwise, guys, happy reading, happy knowledge, happy learning, happy education. Go get better. I appreciate you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.